Moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. Welcome to the Moving to Oneness podcast. I'm your host, Miley. And you all know I love the cosmos. So when I spoke with my guest, who's now sitting in New York City, and saw the newness, what is arising out of her, I had to get her on the show. Because as we even planned that, you know, sometimes one postpones the um, recording, but it has a reason, right? So as you all know, there needs to be the environment that is behind you to create a vision for you to shine and step out into the world. And this now happened in the time I've been waiting to get Anna Clay <laughs> onto this show. She is for me a wonderful cosmic being. And it's now even she shows it on her website in a video. So you go on her site and you're being moved around. And one of our intentions for this show of Anna's and mine is to take you on the journey to move from within out into the world, into the cosmos, and shine your light. So Anna, thank you that it finally worked, that we came together to speak about what you are voicing to the world. Hello. Thank you so much, Maylin, uh, for having me today. I'm very excited to spend this moment together. Um, I have to second, uh, yes, this intention um, that you voiced very well. It really is about following your heart and understand who you are and your place in the world to fully embrace all the pieces of you um, as we are unique beings in the world and no one should be ashamed of their existence or who they are. Um, you're a very unique light and uh, it's our role to embrace this gift that we are. Yes, so true. So, you know, I have a cerebral policy, so I walk so different than everyone else. And it took time to embrace it fully and see it as my, uh, my strength noticing what I am all about. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you now, though. So what was yours? What did you have to embrace within you to say, now, everyone, look, I can do it. You can do it. Well, I think um, I had to overcome a lot of things um, in my life. And uh, when you talk about journey, yes, it's a journey. It's a journey to yourself. In, it's a journey to oneness. Um, and uh, it's actually the title of my book is uh, The Journey of the Heart. So yes. it's, it's all about that, uh, actually. 
things I, I had to overcome uh, are probably the, the first thing is my personal stories and the limitations uh, we have. Um, they may be personal because of uh, family, because of a society, or they can be physical, like you, like you mentioned. And all of these trauma, in a way, the fact that these differences, the things we have to overcome, gives us strength, not right away. It's over time. You know, one thing that really moves me is that um, we all have within ourselves pulsions of life, our survival instinct. Mm -hmm. And I often heard about me that I'm very brave and courageous, and I never thought about me this way. Everything I've done in my life is because I had this pulsion in me, this survival instinct. And when you look at nature, you look at um, uh, trees, flowers, they grow through walls, they grow through stone. I mean, it's incredible to see all this nature growing in the cities where they should never be. Like, we, you know, human beings, they try to um, fathom a reality the way they, they want it. But nature always reach um, light, always finds a way. And we tend to forget we, ha we are the same. We have this yeah. same pulse within ourselves the same force the same energy we want it or not and you know like we have pulsions of death um and it's also within ourselves to being unsatisfied etc we have those pulsions of life and that really what drove me all this year and um it's 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 just a call it's a, it's an inner calling that we all have and it's uh up to us to listen or not. It has nothing to do with being brave. In fact, I believe that in my case and in the case of many people who had challenges, uh, big challenges in their life, because we have nothing to lose maybe or maybe because we don't know what it is, a comfortable cocoon, we just follow maybe more easily the calling because nothing holds us back as much, you know. Maybe that's the difference. We have I think that. you're right. Yeah, the calling is very strong. I, I sense that too. That's something that keeps on driving me. It's, it's I cannot not do it. Right? Exactly. To be there for others, to see the beauty of, of the world. And you're right. You said you didn't see yourself brave. It's easy to look back on life. Yeah, but there was something within you that made you always move to try out something new. So I was speaking about the cosmos. You really also did a journey through several professions to get this vast understanding of how a cosmos functions, what the one within, but also, again, the outer one. You have been a rocket scientist, right? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you, you, you moved out of this world into the one of expressing through the voice and bringing this beauty onto your audience as an opera singer. singer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have so much, but I bet it's right there. Yeah. Every single step you took, first of all, was needed. 
to make you richer and to express out the richness of experiences to the world. Absolutely. In fact, um, you know, the, the, the main theme of your show is oneness, and it's been my main quest my whole life, a spiritual quest. As far as I can remember, as a little girl, I was already um, looking for this uh, meaning and for this connection. I was watching the stars and I thought I belong there. I didn't think I belonged to planet Earth. In fact, I thought there was a mistake <laughs> that I had been um, put on this planet by mistake and uh, I had to get back to someplace else. <laughs> so that's the funny part, you know. And um, so my dream as a child was to become an astronaut because it was the only way I could imagine that would, you know, let me escape gravity and get closer to the stars. Wow. Of course, I discovered other ways <laughs> later on. Um, but yeah, that, that was it. And um, I also uh, found some connection, spiritual connection in, um, in faith. Um, you know, faith and spirituality are things that evolve our whole life. Um, so my parents didn't... Um, they didn't want to give me, you know, a, a religion, but because they were coming from a Christian background, I had catechism as a kid. And it, it was a beautiful experience for me because in those um, classes or moments, it was very warm. I could ask any question I wanted to the monk, um, and it was the only place for me I could ask question. I could never ask question at home. I wasn't free to love, to cry. I couldn't express my emotions, made me very introverted. And in catechism, there was this love, warmth. And I asked to be baptized. I needed this reconnection from what I, I called God at the time. Um, and it was very important for me. And I'm, I'm mentioning that because a few days ago was the anniversary of my um, Baptism. So every year it makes me reflect on, you know, spirituality. And then over over time, uh, of course, uh, things evolved. I um, religion actually didn't speak to me, but that was the spiritual quest that was important. And I found other ways to connect and a complete new understanding of higher consciousness and, and goodness. And um, I came back to it through meditation um, in my um, early 20s and also through humanist hypnosis. I found this state of trance and connection. You can have this feeling of expansion. And sometimes meditation it can be very awake. You walk in nature, you connect with a deer or a bird, and, and you feel this oneness as well. So connection with nature is extremely important. I really see all our struggles in life, in nature, all our dreams, you know. I can't recall um, the quote. I think there is a quote that talks about that, um, the, the fact that we see everything in nature. And, um, yeah, so I 
I have to say that my career took different turns. So I became a rocket scientist indeed, not because I wanted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't choose to be an engineer. Um, it's part of the challenges I had in my life. I couldn't, I wasn't free to do what I wanted. And in fact, because of this, I didn't really know who I wanted to be, etc. Because when you have so much limitations on yourself, it's very difficult to see past through it. So um, I started singing when I was, I mean, classes when I was 12. I was discovered by a voice teacher. And at the very first lesson, she asked me if I wanted to be an opera singer. Wow. So she saw in me something no one else was seeing and she planted a seed and I discovered through opera singing a lot of freedom um, especially the freedom to express feelings Let, let's put in the context that again I could not really express myself freely um, in my familial environment and Opera is so intense, you know, it's yeah. often very sad or angry or it's so intense. And so I could express emotions in this context that were very intense. It was in a frame, so it was okay and it liberated me. I'm telling you that now that I lived, <laughs> but obviously uh, it took me many years to understand that. Um, you know, so yeah. opera singing really has been uh, very important for me. It's been a great healer. It also helped me get out of my shell and uh, embrace my presence because I, I, I come from being very introverted, very shy and afraid of applause. Of my first concert, I was closing my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I was closing my eyes because I couldn't take, you know, the external environment. And then comes the applause. I was like, oh my God, I want to get out of stage right away. It was very, very hard for me. I was waiting the, for the applause to stop so I can get out, you know. And then people come after the concert and they give you all this incredible feedback about them crying at the sound of your voice or goosebumps. And um, it took me years to embrace that, actually. I wasn't ready to receive this power on this role right away. So very young, you're right. So, But the power, I mean, you said to receive the power. I sense right away you have and had and will have a lot of power. So you gave them the opportunity to experience it, right? That for me is very powerful to open up to whoever you are. Yes, opera has a very, in a way, strict framework, right? Because most of the time you sing songs that have been written a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's some modern uh, operas, but not so many at the moment. Also, the music, you can give you a little twist. But what, what came into uh, my mind while you were speaking, that exactly is what helped you. Because no one really looked what you're going through. You're, you're just performing a beautiful 
performance of that certain role. But within that liberated, you really used that to loosen up whatever was too stagnant and all the particles, <laughs> they weren't free enough for you. Because yes, I, I, I'm very similar. Like your freedom is also one of my biggest drivers in the world. I always ran away and so into the woods and nature. Yes, we, we experience a life very similar. And again, this power you provide them as well. And, but, you know, it's easier to look at it at the back. And then I think that's why you were also able to receive that and not stop because you didn't stop. And I think that is very courageous that you just kept on going and saw where the, um, were curious enough to see where the journey takes you. So where did it take you? Well, it's a long story, so I'll try to make it short. <laughs> um, so yes, well, I, I just want to get back on the on the on, on the concept of freedom because it is true that opera has a very strict frame. But for me, it was the first step to freedom. And now that I'm at another point in my life, I'm done with frames. <laughs> I want. Mm -hmm to have the freedom to create. So, and actually that's where really takes place now in my life is that I finally allow myself to be fully creative, to receive who I am. And when I talk about receiving, you know, it has a lot of levels. It's a, it's a lot about allowing to discover ourselves but we also receive something else that i cannot name and as a performer on stage as a singer it was always um, very important for me to be in this state of receiving i considered myself like a medium so you receive you you connect to this oneness you connect to this higher uh, consciousness i i don't know how you want to call it is i don't think it's very important but with this force and this love. And I always connected to that to transfer to the audience. Mm -hmm. But you do have to build your power. So you receive power, but to be able to transfer it, you have to do a lot of work on yourself. Like it's a journey, it's a true journey, and it's a lot of work. You have to overcome Uh, your his, your own story. You have to overcome your own limits. You have to build. So, as an opera singer in particular, your instrument, and your instrument is not just made of the of your body, which is already a big part. It's made of your emotions. It's made of your past. What triggers you? What makes you happy? If you have a good day, a bad day. So, to be able to give, you need to build your power, and that's a lot of work. But you also need to be able to receive the other Good power. Point. Exactly. So this freedom that I feel today that I have in what I create, it's a mix of both. Being able to receive something else, being able to receive yourself, and having built really good foundation, deep roots. So this connection, I see myself like a tree. I have like really deep roots and also 
a lot of connections, like my branches are reaching the sky and I can receive and I keep growing. And I think we all have that in ourselves. It's uh, very important. Yeah, what I love about you, you speak again more and more about this newness, who you are now. I'm going to go back to your website. There I saw sparkle, I saw fireworks full of stars. It's also on your pictures of yourself. You show yourself in all your different facets. Yeah, so this is so beautiful. And it is also the cosmic time at the moment to step into who you are fully. It is for me to step into myself fully, into the, the being, Mylene, right? That we came from the cosmos, we live in the cosmos, and everyone else, you are out there as well, to take the time to go within and look at your life and see, oh my God, all those things I did. So look at them and how did they account and come together to make the beautiful you you are and what you're sending out into life. Yes, Anna and I'm, we're really good mediums, but everyone else is too. This yes. is nothing to, under, uh, to, to push down. I think this mm -hmm. is very, very important that yes. we all have that within us. We all have this connection to the plants and can visualize it. I bet everyone, when you spoke, Anna, about this tree, could feel their own roots growing into the ground and how they, in that moment, I could, I could sense it while you were speaking, the body became upright, right? And those branches moved out and the leaves out spreading and... Uh, Uh, reaching, that's the word, reaching out and feeling that pool, but at the same time feeling the pool from the sky or from everywhere else to support you in reaching out. Absolutely. This is the time now. So everyone, do do that. And Anna, what is a, a little tip you can give people to, to keep their uh, vibration high so they can emanate out as you do their wisdom and their knowledge into the world? Well, I believe the uh, vision of the tree is uh, in fact very helpful and sometimes just taking a moment and visualize yourself as a plant, it's helpful because you have, you can start feeling this circulation between the earth and the sky in your veins, in your spine, you can feel that. And as you breathe in, you can feel the oxygen feeding all your cells. Huh? And so, A good thing is just taking this moment, just being aware. And sometimes it's just a, a few seconds. Um, you sit on the couch or you're eating something or you're even driving. You can take this moment to feel again this connection with earth and with the elements and with the great universe. And that goes obviously with breathing. It's a lot of awareness. And remember that trees keep growing their roots all their life and that we do spread pollens as well just these seeds that we can plant into um, the world and we never know where it's gonna go but we know it's going somewhere and that's the most important which is why we always need to keep our actions um, going on another thing is that when you look at again nature you have these seasons 
winter, summer, spring, fall. And we can accept that it's part of life. It's actually mm -hmm. nature shows us every day that this is part of life. And so when we're going through a moments like this one in history right now, that is very difficult on so many levels. We can remember that it's not going to last forever. It's a cycle and it's going to get better and good. And then there will be other winters. And that's just part of life because in this moment, like you said, Mylene, I think we do find true blessings. Um, for me, uh, the blessing was to finally have this time to create. And I never was able to have enough time to and space of mind to truly embrace what I wanted to do because I had to work there and some rehearsals and some, you know, whatever type of gigs or engagement that was keeping me away from myself. In fact, this being a true blessing um, for me and I think for many people because it forces us to go within, it forces us to reconnect with the essence of life and with the essence of who we are. So, you know, there's that. And I believe uh, something that's very important to keep the flame going is to surround yourself with like-minded beings, people who like you want to make an impact into the world, people who like you have passion. Uh, this is uplifting. What gives me the courage when I am discouraged is to see that there are other people who want to make a difference in the world like me. And therefore, we are all part of transformation. And I'm holding on to that, mm -hmm. to that hope, to that force, because there are so many people who have so much to give. Yes. And that's the one I'm looking at. We are a team, even if we don't know each other. And that is very important to remember. So oh, I love that. That is holding the space, even for the people you don't know, for yeah. everyone existing. That's what I sense that you're connecting with. Ah, oh, this is beautiful. So, wow, everyone. She's holding space for you. I'm holding space <laughs> for you as well. And in your work, you do vocalize. And this is a, a project you've been working on a little bit to empower kids for um, grow through their trauma in a way to become also free of those enclosing, pressing tight structures that they have experienced in life. I think, first of all, this is a very beautiful thing. Would you love to speak into that for a moment and how you support kids? Because they, they, you know, they come with a different mindset. For them, they're so curious and everything is so open. What do you uplift them to into? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much for asking. So I founded Vocalise um, last year. It's a nonprofit, so charity that seeks to empower children, instill courage and hope into children and youth who experience trauma. So 
trauma is something I believe every human being is um, affected by, more or less, obviously. Um, so initially, when I founded, um, when I went into volunteer work, when I started that, it was in my early 20s, I started to volunteer in hospitals for children. And so I looked into that because I wanted to give an ear and be present for children who weren't heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was first interested in, uh, I know it's a heavy subject and some people are uncomfortable with that, but it's the origin story. It was um, incest. I wanted to do something for children who were victim of incest and uh, sexual abuse more generally. Why? Because they are unheard. They're unheard and their suffering isn't seen. People are so uncomfortable with this matter that they often, often deny. And so these children, they're abused and they're told not to say anything. And then when they finally get the courage, maybe as an adult, to talk about what they've been through. The first thing they heard, they hear is, "Are you sure? Did it? What exactly happened?" And this and that. And they have a second abuse, a second denial. It's very violent not to be heard when you finally get the strength to do it. And um, and I have to to say something that I heard recently twice, and that uh, really made me sad is that. A lot of people believe that children who suffered that type of abuse uh, become abuser themselves. I, I have to say, stop thinking that way if that's the case, because it's not true. I met a lot of people in my life who've been experiencing something like this, and uh, they're the nicest people. So yes, it can happen, and um, and often because there is a misunderstanding and inner conflict in themselves. But I think it's maybe just 10%, not even. So it's really a minority. And um, most people who've been through that, they really are very protective, overprotective, so much they don't even dare to have children because they're afraid their own kids will be abused by other adults in the future. So anyway, that's the origin story. And uh, I wanted to do something uh, in that regard. And uh, because I'm not a therapist, I was not uh, able to do that. So I decided to volunteer in hospital for children. And um, the experience was extremely beautiful because you go there to help do something and you get out of there and you receive <laughs> much more than what you gave. Um, is very special. And so, uh, and actually, you know, to, to, to get back to the story of my life and career, um, at the time I was, uh, I was an engineer and I chose aerospace engineering because I was still looking for this connection, you know, with the universe. It's just that engineering wasn't a job that I enjoyed. It lacked meaning. And so that's at this time, uh, actually, that I started to volunteer in hospital for children on Sundays because I was craving for meaning in my life and I wanted to serve um, something that I wanted to do as far as I can remember as a young child. I wanted to serve a higher good, you know, and 
it became impossible to go back to work at some point. I burned out. I just the contrast was so huge between this service and meaning and and the job I was doing uh, and the lack of spirituality connection, etc. So Vocalise, uh, I founded it uh, to bring new answers uh, because I couldn't find in existing charities what I was ready to give with uh, what I learned uh, with my own experience and life. And it to help any child who've been through trauma. So it can be um, uh, orphans, uh, a kid who had cancer, and of course, well, abuse is part of it. Uh, shelters, um, you know, families who escape domestic abuse, um, any sort really. My question was how, for a long time, what can we do to help breaking patterns? Very often when someone has been uh, through a traumatic experience, they don't know anything else. They don't have any other experience. So someone who is abused will tend to be attracted by another abuser in the future, uh, for instance, and repeat these painful patterns. So I really wanted to at least bring something and um, a message that it's not because your world has been, has been dark until now that the rest of your life will be dark. It's not because it's been like this that you cannot believe in your dreams. Everything is possible. You can make anything happen. And um, that was important for me to deliver this message, which I actually don't hear enough in the world. Um, so I have two programs going on, but we are still developing. We were supposed to do work uh, this year, but then the pandemic hit, it changed everything. So unfortunately, we haven't done yet um, true actions, but I'm discussing with several um, organizations right now. So I'm discussing partnerships. Um, the two programs we are currently developing are number one, uh, musical experience, musical tale, that's going to use storytelling and the power of music and the same method you would use in hypnosis to infuse positive messages in someone's mind. So we our goal is really to plant positive seeds. And this musical project is connected to the book I wrote, The Journey of the Heart. So it's going to be adapted in music and recorded, and hopefully we can donate it in as many places as we want. I also dream to have an, an adaptation as an animated movie. Because again, another question that I had was not just breaking patterns, but also how do you get to reach the kids who are not identified? The mm -hmm. one who no one knows. There's no one for them. So there's the broader uh, we can diffuse the message and the more chances we have to plant posit positive seeds uh, in their mind. And, you know, it's just, it's a small thing, but small thing can have a lot of impact. So we never know what we do, but I feel called to do it. And the other program is more for teenagers and young adults who experience mostly physical abuse, but it can be also like um, emotional abuse because that's so incredibly destructive. And these are workshops. Uh, it's a, a work I've been doing already with, um, with, with individuals, entrepreneurs, and uh, people who had 
abusers. So how do you re-embody your body? So basically, I'm reusing what I learned myself in my um, journey as an opera singer to embrace my own instrument. So um, it's about posture and how you breathe fully and even using differently the sound of your voice. Because as you do so, you can build your confidence very quickly if you if you change your posture, if you change the way you speak, um, you will feel different right away. And so double effect, one for yourself. And second, people will see you differently, meaning you will tend to attract less abuser if you seem to be confident and strong. Right, So it's very important how we hold ourselves into the world. And it's the type of work uh, I'm doing. So my goal here is to train people so that they can do those workshops in as many places as possible. Oh, wow. I love this vision. And it's, it's going to expand. I sense that. There was it's one thing I really love about this. You spoke most of the time about them being heard. It's really interesting, even though you vocalize, right? That means bringing out the words from deep within out into the world. But for you, the importance is really on the opposite. And this is really an interchange, a, a back and forth that uh, I invite everyone to think about now too. So most of you probably go out and say, oh, how do I bring my message into the world? Is through speaking it out, concentrating on the out. But Anna, what you are bringing so beautiful is also listen. How can you hear? So maybe in a way, how can I hear myself? How can you hear yourself? How are you heard and what space can you provide that those sounds can go within you or within your audience or what space of even environment? So I come also from the landscape. So I'm, I can, uh, spatial, right, trained as the landscape architect to bring many different beings together and feel comfortable. So I love that, that you're giving them through your voice, the space where others can hear them before you even train them to speak. That shows how much safety you want to provide for them. So they can feel really comfortable to become aware of themselves first yeah and you said this embodiment and this is what i speak that what you show <laughs> physically and, and every performance that you do all right when we go into this other posture when we embody our knowledge from the cosmos from the earth from wherever we get it in the moment so if even i decide to change my posture what happens is I'm becoming aware of where I'm not in that posture. So this is already what I consider healing. Taking the time to see, oh, I would love to have that. Why is that not? Why is that? So everyone ask yourself also a few questions. 
adds the time as you set the vision of what you want to be, how you want to walk through the world, and walking your knowledge and speaking your knowledge. So this is all what I sense, what you provide for these children that is, and, and you spoke at the beginning about that um, you wanted to belong. And I have a short anecdote. My son, when he was 12, he also wanted to belong somewhere. But then we have no rituals for many children where they're in, included, especially if the children think like you, Anna, so cosmically. They know there is more to what we all speak about, that there is a deeper truth to so much. And how can they find and or have that sense that they truly belong somewhere or to a certain uh, tribe or culture or family or being a human being walking this earth, that they really belong here on this planet at this time to walk it. So you, for me... <laughs> This is going coming. You embody and shine all of this out through every any kind of of your work. And everyone out there, if you have connections to make this book, yeah, the journey of the heart into a movie, please connect with Anna. There is time for us to bring our talents together. So can soar and that this transformation in this world takes place. Everyone speaks about illumination and waits from the above. And I'm always saying, finito, done, basta. <laughs> the Italian opera influence <laughs> is please take your own right, do something, say, yes, I can do it. I can start acting on my own ideas to improve my life the life of my neighbor and the being that is maybe on the other side of this world and see it as a collaboration and building this beautiful web that all these stars can fly freely or the, the movement. And you have that all in a way depicted on your website as it is in you, Anna. So I just love what you bring to the world <laughs> so share everyone how can they they reach you so uh it's very easy <laughs> to see my work and reach me as well uh, you can go to my website www.anaclay.com anaclay a-n-n-a-c-l-e-y www.anaclay.com um, that's the best way to find me and um, I must second you uh, absolutely Mylene in saying that it's up to us to create the world needs us to transform and actually today we do have an incredible opportunity that I don't think we ever had in history to transform together because it is so unknown It's like waiting for us to create, number one. And number two, we never had an opportunity before to connect so easily with anyone all over the world, which gives us so much power to put our strengths together. And I really want to stress this and um, feel free to reach out absolutely 
and let's see what happens. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I love that. And the energies are right. You know, I always believe the environment, when the environment is ready, we can bring this out on everyone. The, the energies are here now. So it is, I ask all of you to step speedingly. Normally, I'm someone who says, take your time. Yes, take your time to think about but then act quick. We are beings of not being fixated. We are beings of movement. We love the freedom to explore, to swing around any moment we want. Reinvent yourself. See how Anna has done this so often. But remember also at the same time, this reinvention, what have you've done before, is what feeds and provides nutrition nutrients and strengths to what you're going to do next. Listen to your gut, listen to what's around you or observe what is out, what is being asked now that you can provide an answer to. Yeah. Yep. So I actually, ah. I found the, the quotes I wanted to share. So oh, it was Einstein, like I thought, I was just not sure to share. I just wanted to double check. So look deep into nature and you will understand everything better. Einstein. So very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was another. So for him, he was able to think big, huge, humongous, always connected to the cosmos had a way to simplify it, right? Mm -hmm. Even if we look then at, uh, 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 you know, yep. and then <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the word in German or English, <laughs> if I just see it. And you can do that too. Look at the vastness, think bigger than you have done ever in your life before, stand outside, in the day, look at the sun, stand outside, look into the sky and say, I'm part of this beauty out there. Mm -hmm. yes. And I can contribute also beauty to this world. Yes. Anna, thank you very much for showing us your beauty and never giving up and always reinventing yourself and creating more fascinating opportunities for you to show your light. And also, as you do that, highlight the light of others in the world. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for listening to the Moving to Wonder show. I'm your host, Mylene, and I wish you a wonderful day or night. <laughs>